If you'd like to get involved with Shoreditch Radio or if you run any local projects or events, please contact us at info at shoreditchradio.co.uk. Esky boy. Dano. Outta all my people. Hello, we're Beanbot. Hi, this is Dean from Lois and the Love. Uh, this is Roman from Breton. I am um, Adam Pike. I'm Orlando from the Maccabees. I am Colin Peters. I'm Lewis from Chapel Club. Uh, hi, this is Guy from Zulu Winter. Hello, this is Carl Barat. Oh! Hey, this is Rita Ora, and you're listening to Shoreditch Radio. Yes! about to enter a bizarre world full of strange imaginary people living fake lives in a city some of you may know but none of you will recognize welcome to Lester welcome to the late night niche but be warned you enter at your own risk the niche is a place where reality is exaggerated and imagination is warped into forms which disturb distress and delight it is the place where we live welcome everyone Welcome to my lovely house. Yes, very nice. Thank you, Gay. Okay, so a few announcements for this evening. Oh, yes. Tea's at five. Oh, yes. And due to popular demand, we've scotch guarded the sofas. Oh, for the last time, of course. Send us If you feel like you're wanting to squirt this week, ladies, go right ahead. Don't be shy, ladies. I know what you're like, Hyacinth. <laughs> So, the book this week... The Taming of the Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Shrew. 
Yes, but I don't have any gadgets for that. So, in the first chapter, we are introduced to our main character, uh, Clara. I instantly drew inspiration from this character. I thought she was a stupendous protagonist for the role. And uh, what, what, why do you say that? I personally felt very close to the character through her shared experience. Upon waking up in the McDonald's toilet, covered in questionable faeces, her willingness to carry on and endure the good British pluck spirit. Keep calm and calm, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes. yes, yes, she does keep quite calm, considering that she does wake up after a night out drunk in a McDonald's bathroom with a Cleveland steamer firmly pressed upon her chest. Weighing her down, so to speak. So you so to speak, you could say that. I, yes. I like that a lot, yes. Both metaphorically and physically, it's quite a large, isn't it? Yes, quite, it's, quite, it's quite large. I think yes. she, she certainly struggles with it, kind yes. of getting out of the, the shop in the morning yes. um, with all those people staring at her, yes. most undignified. Covered in pieces. Yes. And so, uh, so she's had this uh, horrible experience and then... She's doing her Meals on Wheels programme, and as we know, she meets Mrs Grange. I thought Mrs Grange was delightful. She draws it with such warmth initially, and then, you know, she just... Oh, Hyacinth! Hyacinth! Oh, I'm so sorry! I can't... Oh! Luckily, we have to scotch tape those out. It's understandable. Mrs Grange has her own appeal, I suppose, if you're into the, you know... The older ladies, myself, I prefer them a little younger. I just, I just can't help it. You just like the ladies, yes, don't you, Hyacinth? Naughty girl. Such... I shall spank you later. Oh, please. Ladies, please! Not <laughs> after tea time. <laughs> okay, okay, so back, back on topic. Mrs. Grange. Mrs. Grange. Such palpable sexual tension between the two of them. I just, I just want the release! I wanted to full flow, don't we know? Yes, when she leads her by accident into her sex dungeon, yes. you can almost tell that Cora is squirming in her pants. Raring to go, isn't she? Absolutely raring. It's making me very hot on the collar just discussing this. Oh dear, Hyacinth. Oh, oh. such a dirty old bird. It reminds me of in the war when all the men were away and we just, we just thought we'd experiment a bit. <sighs> Opened Good a whole new doorway into... It's a new dawn of female relations. I remember the war. It was very, very sad for me. I lost several of my close family members. Gay, why do you always have to bring the mood down, you miserable old cow? Yes, shut it, Gay, or I will forcibly tie you down and leather you right proper. So, the description of the dungeon, what did you think, Mary? Ah, uh, well, I particularly liked the paddles. I thought they sounded really quite rough. Yes, the description of the, uh, the, the spiky studs. Exactly, I've... the spiky studs. I just thought I could... What sensation? I can just feel it now. Oh, what do you have to do tingling? Yes, <laughs> I must admit, I did give myself a little spanking. Oh, a solo spanking, no, as I read it. Not a girl. I my dear Robert used to spank me so properly back in the day. Pray tell. He was marvellous. He had such a firm, yet... Gentle technique. And, and let me ask, did he by any chance put a thumb in your bottom whilst oh, he did it? Only on my birthday's anniversary. Oh, that used to be my favourite when me and Jerry would do that. I remember one time when, when I was quite young, you know, Jerry and some of his friends had the afternoon off from work and came round and 
tag-teamed me, I think they called it. Mm -hmm. Oh, a little bit of tag-team and just right roaring me all day long. Yes, I had three of them in me at once. Oh, was it a double penetration? So oh, say? yes, yes. I, I've never let another man but Jerry's penis enter my anus. It was, was, it was two man. in my vagina and one in my mouth. I'm not a dirty old girl, you know. No, not like Hyacinth! <laughs> Stop it, ladies, please! I miss good old Jerry. He was such a delightful soul. It was sad when he passed away so tragically in Thailand with all those boys. What happened? I just heard that he was involved in some very, very risque stuff. <laughs> That Alaskan pipeline he was working on. Oh, it yes. It was Arc de Triomphe, so to speak. But the better of him, though, didn't it? Yes, so that blood infection was mighty nasty. Oh, well, it did kill him. <laughs> he was fiddling with all that poop. What was his life? I heard Kay have a little, uh, little experience herself last week. <laughs> oh, ladies. Would you tell us about it, Kay? No, uh, I don't know if I can. Go on, games! Stop being such a bloody bore! Okay, um. Well, uh. We're all here for you. Thank you. Um, can you, can you stop touching me, Doris, please? I think you need the reassurance. I, I like I them. think you need me too. Please. Just keep going. Can, keep going. What are you doing? Keep talking. It's alright. We're all here for you. We're all here for you. So we often at this time have a. A moment to talk about our own sexual fantasies and desires. Well, I don't know about you ladies, but me and Doris went to our some some bought a lovely bottle of large double-headed dildo and just Ooh. we just went to town. Lovely. It, I think we didn't let you out because it just it just disappeared up there. It was gone. Well, that's what six children will do to you, Mary. <laughs> Oh, God. And those grandchildren. The times we had off during the war. And those men came to stay at our houses. Those nice young Americans, I remember that. They had oh. such great smiles. They had chewing gum and stockings and massive cocks. <laughs> Enormous they were. They used to fill me up till I could not breathe. Suffocating old penis. G.I. Joe's. Oh, then we had three of them at the same time. Getting quite worked up talking about this. Oh, let me get the scotch. <laughs> when you're ready, commence the licking. Nan, what's going on? Young Terry! I, I'm sorry! Quickly, hit him! <laughs> Club the fucker! Come ladies, you know what to do with him. Legend has it that the Moscow's on the north side of the trees. Legend has it when the rains come down, all the worms come up to breathe. Legend has it when the sunbeams come, all the plants stay in the leaves. You're listening to Short Ditch Radio. ShortDitchRadio.co.uk.
Why, fellas? My name's Dave. I'm a social sec. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to have some new faces here. All right. Yeah, it's good to see you. Good to see everyone. Well, basically here, you know, the aim of the game here, we're all here to just uh, discuss, you know, poetry. Stuff we've written during the week. Stuff that interests us. I think we've got a wide range of poems with some newbies speaking and stuff like that. We're going to start with our, our boy Steve. All right, mate. Yeah, I'm Steve. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi, Steve. Yeah. What am I? What? Steve's one of our third years. Been around the block a bit. Oh, yeah, mate. Well around the block. Yeah, safe. All right, I'm going to read a poem I read. It's called In the Gym. Go on, Steve. Woof, woof, woof. Right, okay. <coughs> You'll find me lifting in the gym. Through the window, watch her swim. She looks my way. I hide my semi. I wave hello and mouth. Hey, Jenny. She gets out and she walks fast. I love to do her in the arse. Swaying there so pert and sweet. Then bust my load all on her tee. Hey. Nice, 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 nice one, nice one. Cheers, fellas, cheers. Nice. Sand. Yeah, that, that was nice. I like the bit about the uh, the teats. Yeah, I like you know like I just try to go for the flowing conversational element of it. Like yeah, it's nice, mate. Shit. Yeah. It's nice, and it's like relatable as well. Do you know what I mean? We all want to bust some nuts on some yeah, nice teats down, down, down the gym. Yeah, exactly. I mean? It's like two in one, mate. I yeah, love exactly. it. Nice, nice sand. Thanks, fellas. Right, but we got a fella called we've got a guy called Kev coming on. Hi, yeah. Tell us a bit about yourself, Kev. How you doing, mate? Well, Good yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been all right actually. Thanks, uh, thanks, Dave. I've uh, I've sort of been about a bit, you know. Been uh, been down the pub a few times. Been out, you know. Nice. Done the old festival tour and that. Nice. Went on Beefer and all that. Yeah, Beefer, no, yeah, nice, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Right, so I've got a poem for you lot today. Um, you know, it's something new I've been working on. New kind of different flow and that. Um, so uh, yeah, t- tell me what you think. Here we go. Right. Good luck, mate. Good luck. Yeah. Cheers. I went to the pub. I had a drink. I had a couple Jaeger bombs and then another drink. Slowly sink into my pit of despair. Then walk out into the car park. There's fighting everywhere. It's perfect for me really. Because I like to swing punches too. So I didn't bother waiting. I didn't join no crew. I just waited for my opportune moment and jumped in swinging. Then I got hit over the head with something. And that's all I remember. Mate, that's one of the most realest things I've ever heard in my life. Do you like that, yeah? Mate, it was deep. Was that alright? Proper deep. Because I've been thinking about that one for, what, about six months now, do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's really started to come together in the last, you know, couple of weeks and that. Mate, it talks about the futility of everyday life. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I say despair. That's poems, isn't it? Yeah, despair. That's that's deep word. A big word, mate. A big word. Yeah, yeah. That that was nice. That was nice, Kev. Nice. Cheers, cheers, Steve. That's a lot of good poems we've got today. So we're going to go over to one of our new members. Um, Introduce yourself, son. Um, Yeah, hi. uh, I'm Chris Marshall. What, Chris? What, mate? Yeah, oh, right, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice, mate. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, hi. Uh, 
Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I guess I wrote something um, for you guys today. Uh, oh, I'll just spill it out then, Sam. Uh, okay, um, you know, I just, I, I feel like I want a safe place to do it, so you're not going to laugh or anything, are you? Mate, we're all brothers here. It's a brotherhood, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, no one's going to laugh at you here, mate. It's a safe place, all right? Uh, okay, okay, well, here we go. Good luck, mate. Good luck. Thanks. Woo, Grace! Thanks. Okay, uh, here we go. True love is a sacred flame that burns eternally, and none can dim its special glow or change its destiny. True love speaks in tender tones and hears with gentle ear. True love gives with open heart, and true love conquers fear. True love makes no harsh demands, it neither rules nor binds, and true love holds with gentle hands the hearts that it entwines. What do you think? Mate, I've got one problem with that. Just gonna ask a question. You bent, mate. What? You gay. What? You come to these lads' poetry thing, you chat shit about love and flame and cocks. You got some problem or something? You bent. I, I thought. You're taking a piss out of something. No, I think you're taking a piss, mate. Look, I, I thought you said it was a safe place. Nah, nah, we don't like. Nah, nah we don't like this shit, mate. mate. Just cocks and stuff, nah. Mate. There's nothing about cogs. Mate, oh, I think you should fuck off now. It's love, it's not gay. Mate, you're gay, you're bent. Yeah? Gay, love gay. is bent. You're bent, mate. Oh, fuck off, mate. All you right. bent fuck. Alright, fine, you fucking homophobes. <laughs> fucking leaving. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. off, Sam. Fuck off. Twat. Fucking yeah, close the door, you gay twat. <laughs> Welcome again, it's Late Night Niche, broadcasting from Shoreditch, London, England, UK. It's me, Chris Marshall. It's me, James Creever. It's me, Joe Stevens. And you've just witnessed uh, the very beginning of uh, what Late Night Niche was um, back in, what, 2014? Back in the Dizzy. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the Dizzy last year. Um, it was a different you know, time in all our lives. Yeah, write in, let us know what you think. The yeah. address is, uh, you know, fuck off. Um, <laughs> and then... If you don't like it, you can cancel Late Night Niche. That was our uh, slogan Original. back in the day. But uh, what? explain the last song to us, James. It was uh, uh, Hide and Seek by, what, what are they called? No, it's Hide and Seek is the band. Right. Uh, look them up on SoundCloud if you're interested too. Uh, with Saturday Night, they're uh, up and coming. Hopefully if you're listening out there, like uh, get behind them. And I think they've got a bright future. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to just have to say this now. There is a nepotistic connection here. Explain to us, please, James, your connection with this band. Uh, basically, me and uh, the guitarist have a shared... A shared female friend? Yeah, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, shout out to, to go Sam. down something way yeah, darker. <laughs> just like I think, let the listeners, you know, make of it what they will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Sam. Um, hopefully, you'll become very rich rock star, and I can live off your. Yeah, we can say we discovered you. Yeah, played you first on the radio. If I can get in on that as well, that'd be great. Cheers, Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like we like entourage. We sanctioned this being on. <laughs> hey, look, when we're famous, you can say that you were on our radio show back when we started. How about that? Yeah, boy. All right, well, uh, we've got a, another song coming up for you uh, straight away. We've got Fast and Small. It's uh, James's pop song of the week this week. This is a song to end all songs. It wakes me up in the morning. It puts me to sleep as well. It's just happy. Um, I think it was late 90s, early noughties, but it's just a big song, so hopefully you all like it, and it is our... Pop song of the week, pop yeah. I'm week. excited about it. And then uh, after that, for the rest of the show, we've got Life's Amazing. We're talking about Martin Shkreli. James yep. going to be talking about him. Don't know much about it. And James going to be talking about Space. Space. Don't know what exactly about, but uh, I'm intrigued. You'll be intrigued. Uh, we've got a film review of the new Star Wars film, obviously. Mm, uh, both James and I have seen it. Yeah. I missed out on purpose so I could wait and watch it with you, my family. <laughs> I know we'll be listening to this. Um, and Big Billy Marshall. <laughs> Billy Marshall. Um, and then uh, we've also got um, an album review, which is Montage of Heck by Kurt Cobain. And uh, I'll be taking the reins on that one um, this week because uh, James has been... <clears throat> very busy in exact commas mate my creative juices weren't flowing as well <laughs> this week so I uh, he's run out of LSD yeah <laughs> past Marshall the reins and I'm sure he's going to be more than capable of handling I'm Joe I just don't want to show you up that's my main concern <laughs> I reckon you will I'm really scared about it now right well should we get on with it pop song of the week here um, fast and small with turn around enjoy Listening to Short Ditch Radio. ShortDitchRadio.co.uk. Listen to what I say. Got to turn around. Got to turn around. Got to turn around. Right, that was uh, Fats of Small there. We'd turn around. Turn around, got to turn around, you know, for all those people that aren't feeling good. Uh, yeah. Now, hopefully, you are, um, or feeling each other, you know, that's also an alternative. If that was a bit of nostalgic music, listen to remembering fingering fat birds while you were playing this. Uh, You're playing this song on your your tape Walkman. Yeah, you know, it's um, definitely not a real life anecdote we just heard. Yeah, from somebody that may or may, may not, not be in the studio with us at the moment. We'll leave that to your imagination. It was Joe. <laughs> He's ancient. I'm 43. <laughs> so why did you? I mean, obviously, like it's a it's a banging tune, but why? I For, heard you know, it. Um, discussion sake. Okay, this is a ridiculous it? thing. I was on a Sunday morning. I was a bit like feeling a bit delicate. Yeah. And there's a fern. There's a show on BBC One called Fern Britain interviews people. Hmm. And she was interviewing a guy from Boyzone who was like into like devil worship and stuff like that. That's so like which one? one from Boyzone? <laughs> um, is it Ronnie Keating? Shane. Damon. Shane. Shane. He's like the big oh right, yeah, one, the yeah. the one in the vest, yeah, with the short hair yeah. and the earring. Yeah, that's he was, him. He was that's my the favourite. <laughs> yeah. And um, he was saying that he found God uh, with the help of the gentleman from Fats and Small. Really? And then they played the song in the background while they, and I was like, "Hang on, I've heard are we this. talking about God? God now, not Devil God? No, God, right, God, okay. not Lucifer. Yeah, like he's worshiping Lucifer. He did Lucifer find God, God, and he um, and this song was playing in the background. And I was like, "This is banging. Why am I not playing this as a 
as a pop, pop song of the, of the week. week. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, bending the rules a little bit. It's not strictly a pop song as of now. I bet it was in the charts. I think it should day, be. I reckon. Probably... Almost certainly. Yeah, it'd been in the top three. I reckon. Be in a chart, if nothing else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's but, probably in a chart now, to be fair. Yeah. There's a chart for everything. But it was a good song, and I thought, you know, we've all enjoyed it. It makes you, it peps you up, don't you think? Like, we were listening I to it on awesome. the way up, and we were just like... We listened to it in the pub before we came here, and we were dancing in the pub. Yeah. Everyone's looking at us like, you know, they would do. Who are these twats? Fresh from the Dundee Arms. Yeah. <laughs> big yeah, up the Dundee big Arms. Big up to the Dundee Arms. But yeah, so that was why we had that. And I think we've got a couple of songs coming up now. Yeah, no, we've got two good. in a row, I think. We've got um, Quasimoto, and then a bit of Jamie T. Um... The Quasimoto song is called, let me just uh, find it, because I obviously listen to so much new music all the time that I forget what the artist names are and <laughs> the names of the songs. So uh, it's called Low Class Conspiracy. Uh, I hope you like it. And then the Jamie T song is Murder of Crows. Here we go. Enjoy. <laughs> Hey yo, we head to a party, then go see what's happening. Smoking a lot in the car, turn on some rapping. Start the freestyle, we be up on our way. Finish up the blunt. Somebody pass that spray. Get on the freeway, yo, it's happening. You're listening to Short Ditch Radio. ShortDitchRadio.co.uk. Late Night Niche that was uh, Jamie T with Murder of the C- Murder of Crows uh, previously it was Quasimoto with Low Class Conspiracy which was a really good song I really enjoyed it and I may go halfway to the top but not not all the way to the top because yes. it's Low Class Conspiracy maybe Thank maybe you, it'll Joe. go all the way perhaps that's what the conspiracy is about maybe who knows but you know social mobility these days yeah. well anyone can rise up or not you know we keep the poor poor Cameron's and the rich rich Okay. I hope David Cameron's <laughs> listening now. Become a political broadcaster. Soapbox! Yeah, I don't really know what it's going on to, but um, yeah, a little caveat to the uh, talking about finding new music. I feel like we should say that uh, last week uh, we played a song called Ain't Nothing Changed by Lord Carner. Um, now, we played this song and then... Um, Those cunts at the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it now, well, it's out there now. That goes James's future radio <laughs> yeah. career, but... The, the people at the BBC then chose that for their um, biggest song in the world or whatever. And, I know, and, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and song of the week. So, um, you I'm know, quite if, you, if you really want to kind of, you know, cut ahead of the the flock. and At the, least by a few days. Yeah. You know. Then uh, come with us. We're, we're going to have uh, lots, lots more for you. We've got um, Eastern Barbers today, which is a, a song that I personally am... Uh, not excited necessarily about the song or about the artist um, in particular. You're backing but, it. But I'm kind of backing them 
and saying with a few tweaks, they could a bit, of, a bit of modesty, cutting the song down by about a minute, they could have some real hits on their hands with their new album. Um, and, uh, you know, just stick with us and... Give it a listen, man. Yeah, find That's out the new songs shit. before anyone else does. The, the, so you can show your friends that you're so much cooler yeah. than oh, they I are. I listen to Shoreditch yeah, Radio. Mate. That's We're what they'll so say about better. me when you're gone. Oh, I listen to Shoreditch Radio. I know all the new music. Well, you do. You listen to a niche Simple. show on they're, Shoreditch Radio. Yeah, they're just fucking jealous of dicks. Mate, we're Get so hip, friends. so it's unbelievable. Look at us drinking London Fields Brewery. And I'm just drinking say, an IPA. Yeah. I'm drinking Hackney Hopster Pacific Pale, which tastes like dog's bollocks. And not in a good way. As in, like, <laughs> genuine, if you, if you, but, you, if know, you did taste dog Thank bollocks. you ever so much, Lundfield's <laughs> Brewery, for your free beers. Yeah. But your beer tastes but like shit. James isn't into it. Let's no, put it I'm like sorry. That. This tastes like an IPA. It's like, I'm not a huge fan of IPA, but it tastes like it an IPA. It tastes like an IPA, and yeah. it's from just around the corner, so um, stick with it. The Shoreditch Triangle, I don't know if that's golden, or if that's where people get mitt, like lost. Isn't or that where you get heroin? Where people grow heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's where you grow heroin and then get lost in the... No, I don't know. Well, guys, I think we're coming up to our... We are. Next feature, well, big feature. Every week we have a feature where we talk about... I'm quite uneducated in these mm. things, but you know, we talk about um, something that's like new and interesting, um, or old and interesting, in the world that people don't necessarily know about. Um, and it's called Life is Amazing. James? Life is amazing! Thanks a lot. <laughs> One day <laughs> we're actually going to need to get that Rowry song to play and get that... Just to that justify. Little, yeah, just to justify why we do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, this week, Joe, you're talking about uh, Martin Shkreli. I am. Shkreli. Yeah. Are we going to open with this? Yeah, you guys. Let's do it. So um, a lot of you guys will will know about this um, because about a, about a month or so ago, uh, this guy Martin Shkreli, who owned a pharmaceutical company, bought um, an AIDS drug called Diapram or Diaphragm. I am aware of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, before he bought the company that owned it, so before he got the intellectual property and the patents over the drug. It was being sold for $13.50 a pill, and he hiked it up to $750 a pill. What a legend. He's a yeah. Monday Mother Teresa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he justified this by saying, you know, if you found... I can't remember the exact cars he used, but say he said, I found if you had a, bought a Lamborghini and it was being sold for you know, the price of a Honda, why wouldn't you sell it for the price of an Audi or something? No, so he's still saying he, he's selling, Wait, so it, he's selling it under what it's worth. Exactly, yeah. Um, makes so much business sense, doesn't it? It, it really does. Well, well, it, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't. I, it's a strange rationale. I mean, it, it, it seems like if you, especially in the pharmaceutical market, if you're selling a drug for that's going to save your life, the, the actual value is sort of infinite. Infinite, exactly, so yeah. So it, it seems like a weird analogy. It's like buying a Lamborghini that has never been created before and is from a time vortex from a parallel universe that or nobody that you've had a literally heart cannot get anywhere else for the price of an Audi. Like, he's still an idiot. Yeah, or you've had a heart attack and the only defibrillators in the world are inside that Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, so he's coming back, in, and this guy seemed to revel in his kind of infamy um, and he was like, yeah, wh- fuck the proverbial haters. Not the proverbial, fuck the haters, because he, you know, he had got a lot of stick for this. Um, but he's been in the news recently because uh, Wu-Tang Clan, who will be playing later, actually. No, we played, played him already. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, mate. Mate. yeah where, the, where the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm lost in the Shoreditch Triangle. Yeah. Um, so Wu-Tang Clan, who we played earlier, even... They made an album that they only were going to sell one copy of. I guess it's like a PR thing. Once upon or... a time in Shaolin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
or you know to still try and make money because mm-hmm. you know it's getting hard to make money out of making records these days. Sell one copy and have people bid for it. And this Martin Shkreli guy bought the one single copy yeah. for two million dollars. Um, and there, oh, two million dollars cash is like a lot of serious, like serious cash amount of money. everything around us. Um, and then even more recently than that, in the past few days, he's been arrested for securities fraud, which basically means that he has been accused of borrowing a bunch of money from people about, I think, $11 million? Um, that may be wrong, but, you know, check it out yourself afterwards. And then to pay back yeah. these people, stealing Cunt. or taking the money from the company that he's CEO of right? to pay these people, which is illegal because, you know, he doesn't own the company. He's just in control of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he does deny these claims completely, but I think it might be kind of a, a slightly karmic circle. Yeah, I think you know, I agree if, with you there. So what is the what's the Wu Tang got to do with it? The Wu Tang sold him the album. Yeah, but is he now going to have to like donate the album to? Well, that's that's the only way it tried to cover it up. Basically, after they found out who he was. Right. Okay. Why would they do that? I don't. I don't. They realised he was buying it. It doesn't matter. They're by doing that marketing scheme. They're exactly offering it up to those exact kind of people, aren't they? Exactly. They're in the same game. But my favourite thing about this is the FBI had to confirm on Twitter's like, no, we haven't seized the Wu Tang Clan album. <laughs> like, we haven't had a search and seizure warrant. We haven't been able to do that. Like, they had so many questions. Like, do you have the Wu Tang Clan? Album? <laughs> yeah. And there's also just the people. I, if anything, it's going to increase the resale value of the album. Yeah. yeah. There's also well, obviously just complete so somewhere BS. around the tune of eleven million dollars. I am <laughs> around the tune. The the one way you could get it off the buyer is if Bill Murray organised a heist of the album. <laughs> now, I don't think that was in the contract. But, you know, in my heart of hearts, I'd like to believe that was in the contract. But yeah, that, that's my life is amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. That amazed. was really interesting. You know. And yours is about space. Very cryptic there. Well. Care to enlighten us? I was doing a little bit of research over the, over the last week, and I found a story that was quite interesting. It was about, in 2015, Barack Obama, the great leader of... Uh, the free world. The free world, yes. Um, That's what you want signed, to call it. Yes. At the end of November, he signed legislation of a US space mining law called the US Commercial Space Launch Competitiveness Act. Nice. Which allowed... I smell imperialism. Yes. So very imperialism well in a bigger sphere. Which allows the commercial extraction of minerals and other materials such as water from asteroids and the moon. Can we sack this radio shit off and go and become space miners? Yeah, mate. That's the way I want to go right now. That's my job. That sounds crazy. Um, so basically, it seems like the start of like this extraterrestrial gold rush that's going to happen because the resources... But have that... they found any gold to rush yet? Well, well no. It's, it's gold itself. It's like literally no, like, like... They have found... Um, if I can read it to you. Um, <laughs> NASA researchers said that amongst 1,500 asteroids that they found within easy reach of the Earth, 10% have a possible... Have a possibility of having valuable natural resources on them. So we've got things like nickel, iron ore, gold, platinum, and also, which I found quite interesting, and potentially for as the population is growing quite heavily mm. in the world, there's been found a large amount of water in places like little deposits of it and stuff like that. So for one thing, it will be able to like provide drink and hydrogen fuel mm. for space vehicles. That hopefully can help us like send us into like different parts of the universe and like the galaxy and shit like that because oh. they can like store up and stuff like that. 
Now, as the resident like ignoramus, yes, I've got to say I do have a few questions about this. That is fine. Would you like to? They may be at me? too technical. I don't know, but how do I they propose? A doctor. <laughs> uh, he's not a doctor of anything. Just point <laughs> he out. just said he's a doctor. He just puts dr at the beginning <laughs> for no apparent reason. Um, how do they propose to get out to space and then mine these things and then back again? Within the the profit framework, so how, how say, are you going to make significant money? Overheads. Yeah, how are you going to make money when you've had to buy a spaceship? Oh, that's the point. Of pay it. for enough fuel this to get outside the atmosphere, like... fly to the place, survey it, get out there and mine it in spacesuits or with a big machine that you also have to pay for either way, and then get it all the way back and then down safely to the ground in Earth this, and... without doing the kettle run in twelve parsecs. <laughs> Star Wars is later. Yeah, right? joke silence. <laughs> Um, this is basic. This law is just like the, the, the framework. Yeah, it's like the original thing to start everything off. Because obviously, no one owns space. America are merely providing. So when the technology They're putting in a name, and yeah, saying we own it. Really. Yeah, effectively. if we find it, we own it. Find us, keep us. No, no, that's space. the whole thing of it. It's like anyone who can, anyone who's there, in can, space. yeah, can take it. It's no, there's no one who owns it as long as they can like put a flag on it. Yeah, it's theirs. If you want any car to put a flag on it. Which is it's interesting. It's, I think, Shut up. It's what <laughs> space. <laughs> Carry on. That James giving him a look that says he's going to punch him in the nuts as soon as we finish recording. Um, no, I just think it's quite interesting. It's merely like setting up this like, what potentially the future could hold. And it just shows how locust-like mankind is. That we will literally rape yep. a, our world and then be like, we're going off into another place to... Yeah. take everything we can yeah. and it's disgraceful but it's also like we kind of need it so I respect you Neil Armstrong if you're up there right now he was behind this a few years before he died he, he drew this all out yeah but I think it's interesting I just think it's like it's just an interesting thing to talk about about how this is potentially how the world is going yeah man that's crazy mm. yeah well thank you very much yeah. both of you that you're was welcome. very informative enlightening stuff yeah. I genuinely did not know about play, before play us out with the jingle James cunt lovely um, and so after that exciting feature we now have uh, like I said before a tune that I um, I do rate and from a sort of group that I am saying very tentatively look out for in the future this is uh, Eastern Barbers um, with their song the sign to Marshall's label <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even think what the song's called but yeah listen to it enjoy it and I'll tell you in a minute I heard a siren in a quiet place think it's time I got my pension straight with only five bar, it's gonna be hard I think my brain's about to explode With the thought that I am getting old But it's alright, it's alright And it's alright, it's alright Underachievers, underselling, overpriced etiquette And usual, unusual, inhuman reserve Trying to get with all the women
Well, that was uh, Eastern Barbers with White Eyes. Um, I like I say, it a lot. It's yeah, nice. One to look out for, perhaps um, not the song, or but perhaps the artists. Um, and Because uh, they're quite flexible. They've just released a new EP, and their sound's quite um, mm. varied and flexible. They just need to um, learn to cut it down a little bit. Cut the they're, musical yeah, they're all about They're all about four, four and a half minutes, which is too long for the radio, you guys. You need to, uh, you know... Trim that. Well, you know, you learn as you go on, as we did. Absolutely. As well. You learn to trim. But yeah, certainly ones to look out you for. You haven't learned, though. We're well, an hour. done, actually. What, now you... Do you... It's a side note. We're... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Joe, do you... You scissor it down. Oh, it's well known, yeah. Cut the bush. <laughs> Trimming bush. Um, <laughs> anywho. Just nod, Joe. Talking about, you know, fitting in with time. It is an hour through the show now. Well done. You've got through an hour of us. Congratulations. Thank you for it. sticking with us. Bad news is there's still another hour left. Um, yes. 
But uh, we've got some some good stuff uh, for you to look forward to. We've obviously still got the film review. We're doing the new uh, Star Wars. Uh, we've got my uh, debut album review. I'm a bit nervous, like, excited about taking uh, the you know the creative reins from, reins. from James and um, seeing where I can go with it. Uh, that's from um, that's a little bit later on, but that's uh, Kurt Cobain um, and his montage of Heck. Um, Got some songs now. Yeah, we've got some more songs. So, uh, who's it next? George Fitzgerald? Yeah, it's called uh, Full Circle. It's quite a nice song. Very Mm. chilled. Hopefully you'll like it. And then um, some weird sounds from Kurt Cobain, but bear with it, because my album review will follow. Excellent. Enjoy. That was weird. Uh, but, yeah, I liked <laughs> it. But that's from uh, the album that I'm going to be reviewing today. Um, before that, we had um, George Fitzgerald with Full Circle. Full Circle. Um, and um, that last song was called, I say song, that last 
piece of noise was called uh, Montage of Kurt Part 2. And this is from um, Montage of Heck, which is um, the home recordings um, and album there of, of Kurt Cobain. Um, now, obviously, this is a posthumous album. Um, it was re released on the 13th of November this year. Um, that's a few months after um, the release of the film of the same name, Montage of Heck, um, which is kind of a, a documentary about Kurt's life. Um, and the album's quite long. It's got 31 tracks. Um, that's on like the deluxe album, but on the CD and quite appropriately the, the tape recording mm. um, kind of album release, there's only 13 songs. Um, and like you heard, it is really weird. Um, or at least it, it would seem so, um, but I will come back to that. Um, but like I say, it's, it's comprised of 13 tracks from Kurt's home recording tapes um, and is available on tape cassette, which is a nice touch. And the rest of the tracks are from the film and there's lots of like demos of full songs and spoken word pieces like the, the strange compilation that you heard a second ago. Um, but basically some of the tracks are really, really odd, um, like that one. And there's sort of um, seemingly no more than Kurt just making strange noises mm. um, on the tape. And that has, I think, probably contributed to the album actually receiving overwhelmingly negative reviews. Um, I'll, I'll read you a few. Um, Alexis uh, Pedridis from yeah. The Guardian criticised the release, saying that in 21 years, the posthumous Nirvana industry has gone from releasing the band's astonishing MTV Unplugged in New York performance to literally putting out recordings of Kurt Cobain making farting noises. Um, Jason Green of Pitchfork Media points out that the home recording uh, marks the point where the exploitation of uh, past recordings enters the absurd. Now they're, like I say, re referring to the montages like you just heard um, at, at sort of the beginning of the piece. But, and you can see what they're on about, mm. um, obviously, because it is weird noises. But the thing is that it's a totally different project from um, like Unplugged and, and similar works. Obviously, the Unplugged album was a fantastic release, but it was just sat on a plate mm. ready for them it's to use. It's one of your favourite albums, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's well, banging, it was man. the first album that I ever got on CD. Yeah. Um, but it was just sat there. Like They'd already had the concert recorded live. It was there ready for them to do, and they shipped it out and sold millions. This is really aspiring to do something different. It's trying to achieve something. Um, and I'll read you some reviews of the film that might help. So David Fear of Rolling Stone described the film as the unfiltered Kurt experience. Um, nothing that Kurt Cobain, um, uh, noting that Kurt Cobain, sorry, is, is shown not as a spokesman for a generation, but as a human being and a husband and a, and a father. Um, Consequence of Sounds, Justin Gerber gave the film an A grade, uh, writing that the film is what can only be defined as the definitive Cobain documentary. Uh, Katie Walsh of uh, IndieWire described um, it as a true achievement, both in documentary filmmaking and in preserving the memory and legacy of Cobain. Audrey Adler of NME wrote that the film is the most holistic portrait of a rock icon ever created and gave it a score of 9, of ten, nine out of 10. Cool. Well, that's yeah. serious. So, and, and this in the light that it's getting an average of like, this album release is getting about two, two and a half stars in do general. You, Metacritic gave the film 84 out of 100. Do you think that the album goes to the film as actually showing like, because we all know the like the whole like kind of the story of him. This is actually like a bit more like revealing. If this you know is what, what I, mean. I, was, like, yeah. I was literally going to say. You know, it's it's no mean feat to try and do the same as the film's doing, mm. but in an mm. audio form. I mean, we know from trying to record stuff that it's it can be very difficult to kind of portray a personal character. Or yeah, a personal character, but also the situation. Um, and you know, like with a movie the documentary, you can see it'll have a, an excerpt of somebody talking about Kurt and 
whatever, and then it will have this bit about, you know, with him making fart noises. But what you don't get um, with the audio release is that explanation. So you have to be able to put it together yourself. um, And it's very different from what they did with Tupac and Biggie. Um, After they died, they have tended to keep hold of um, lots of the tapes and then release them... um, Kind of, you know, obviously some contain all of what they recorded, but some contain part of a recording, like Ghetto Gospel, for example, um, or the Life After Death album, the big mm. album. Um, but in the case of this, they've obviously gone out to try and paint a picture of the whole man, like they did in the film. Um, and with that in mind, I don't think they've done a terrible job. Do you think it was too broad? Do you think that's maybe the. As in, obviously, if you're trying to paint a picture of a whole man, maybe too broad, like, isn't, shouldn't be a criticism. But do you think the like the fart noises is a is a stick to beat it with, and if they kept it within, yeah, but perhaps. If you, but if you're, then at the same time, well, with, the, the, album, with the thirteen asking. song CD and tape uh, yeah. sort of version of the album, you don't have all of these kind of spoken word pieces. You don't have yeah. the fart noises, etc. And I think that you know whoever at Universal was quite mindful of the fact that they were trying to release this as a separate thing from you know it's not just like a companion piece to the movie. No, They're trying to release it as a separate album, and I think in that that is where their mistake lies. Because um, what they're trying, they, there's sort of two objectives here. There's obviously trying to sell um, a, an album of 13 songs, mm. and then there's this accompaniment um, of 31 tracks um, to the movie that tries to give you this holistic impression of the, of the guy himself. Um, and I think the 31 track version does that really well, but, and this is why they didn't want to, this is why it hasn't been successful, is because it took me six minutes and 32 seconds to explain to you why mm-hmm. this is a good idea and how it works as an album rather than you just being able to put it on and listen to it and be like, oh, I really like that. Like mm-hmm. you could with Unplugged. Um, so for me, I really like it. Um, obviously, you said before, like I'm more of an acoustic Nirvana fan anyway. Unplugged was the first CD I ever owned. But I really think it shines a light on his process and gives quite a candid view of his quirks and the personality of the guy, um, which anyone who's ever recorded themselves, as we have many times um, to any great extent, will probably... That you relate to process, it. it's it? part of the process, yeah. and those fart noises and the things that he's doing are just the things that you do when you're hit, listening to your own voice on tape and you see what you can do with it. And I think that makes him all the more human yeah. and, and less this kind of icon that's supposed to be, you know, admired and revered and just like a normal guy and a martyr um, and all the things yeah. we probably wouldn't want to be exactly. And there's, and there's lots of um, sections on the tape where he's like actually just talking for an extended period of time, um, you know, about his childhood and things like this, and you really get much more of an idea that this. It was just a guy in his mid-twenties who'd kind of been through mm. some stuff, not been through other stuff. You know, he talks about, like, losing his virginity and trying to, like, get laid. There's a song about the disabled person, disabled child. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. That's really deep. And it's really deep and it's really interesting. And I think, for that reason, I do like it. But as a as a single kind of release, just as, like, a, an album, it doesn't really work, mm. just for the 13 songs. You've got to actually be wanting to listen I to it. I think what yeah. they should have done is release the 31-track album on tape. That, that would be my prescription mm. for it. Um, but I, I really quite liked it. Yeah. I'd recommend listening to it if too. you're a Kurt fan because I think it's, it's something that you're looking for, really. Mm. You know, if you're new to Nirvana or new to Kurt Cobain, probably give it a miss because it's going to just be too strange. Yeah. But if you're interested in the character, if you've seen a couple of documentaries or whatever, give it a listen. Yeah. Definitely watch the film. Um, and there you go. How do you think I did? Really well. I liked it, man. Yeah. I think it was good. Okay. Jolly good. Well, I don't want to take it from you on a, on a permanent basis. No, I think we should share It's a difficult it. thing to do, but um, I think uh, 
that is something that you will kind of get with us is um, a bit of a range mm. of different um, albums and stuff. I mean, obviously you've had uh, albums from the, the sort of sixties and seventies. Um, you've had albums, from, I think, Davis, yeah, boy. even earlier than that. Yeah, we've, we've had really new albums, Charlie XCX, yeah. we did a, a year or so ago, and obviously this is, is brand new but really old at the yeah. same time. You know, back from the nineties, but only just released now. So, and you know, from Kurt Cobain's fart noises to Star Wars. Which yeah, that will be after the next Absolutely. song. Yeah. But uh, this this last song is from um, the album, and it's uh, Happy Guitar Sounds. And I chose it just because it's so different to uh, lots of other Nirvana slash Kurt Cobain stuff that you're gonna ever hear. So enjoy it. reviewing Star Wars The Force Awakens in over 300 forms of shit chat. Thanks, C-3PO. <laughs> Joe C-3PO, right? Yeah. He is C-3PO. Though. He is, yeah. If oh, you've been waiting him, many times. Go on, the, go on our internet, uh, on the old Facebook or Twitter Stalk or Mixcloud or YouTube, wherever you want to go to, and um, have a look at our picture there and you will see that Joe is human cyborg relations. One he is C-3PO. One day I'm going to strip you down and paint you gold and make you walk around with your bollocks hanging out and just at what have to point cover does the bollocks, yeah. ha- does I have his bollocks hanging out well you can you have to like tape them down one. yeah do that <laughs> cut your bollocks <laughs> off talk to my mates in Syria and they can castrate you and paint you gold and feed it to you is that a new thing that's happening? Is that a reason we're we're going to war? What C three POing? Yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah. Right? Don't you know? God, you're so out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Read a it's book. a done thing, mate. It's gone right. viral in the terrorist world. So this is um, 
Again. Our review, both mine and James' review of Star Wars The Force Awakens. I literally saw it this morning. No, I haven't seen it, so no spoilers. I won't. Be careful. Um, and, you know, leading the crazy, you know, radio presenter rock star life I live, I watched uh, the original trilogy last night to, you know, get myself in Star Wars mindset. Yourself. I, just, to, I to fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep halfway through Return of the Jedi, but I think that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, much the annoyance of my friends who I woke up after four hours of sleep and corralled them to our local Everyman Cinema. Um, I watched it and I I really enjoyed it. What were your thoughts? You saw it before me, you saw it in Thursday, didn't I you? I saw it. Um, I sat by myself. It looked like I was probably going to shoot up the cinema. They gave me free popcorn. Were you wearing a gas mask? <laughs> yeah, they were by myself. Just like, right, I'm going to kill Colorado. Um, but I feel that they have done it justice. They could have fucked it up but they didn't fuck it up they've Disney-fied it they have Disney-fied it so I, contention would, in I disagree I, I would say if you didn't know what ones were Disney and you were shown the prequels and this one you would think the prequels you'd think the pre- especially the Phantom Menace you'd think the prequels were, no, the, were, were made were by darker. Disney I think the the first three, the, what, the one, two, three. Jar, no, no, Jar Jar Binks is Sith Lord. He's, so he's okay. Revenge of the Sith, when you know you have Disney. a bunch of younglings slaughtered or implied slaughtered, then then that is um, it's an old film now. Then that you know that is darker, but I think generally the I think this tone is darker. And the thing I really enjoyed about it is, and this might be a criticism from some people as well, but I think it had the perfect balance of what was great about the um, 70s, 80s original trilogy with introducing enough new original characters to try and keep it fresh. They weren't just kind of they trying to recycle. Very sa- they have recycled the same kind of plot stuff line, though. It they have, yeah, same. but I... But I <laughs> you're saying it is very... Like, it's good, and don't get me wrong, there's enough bit... There's enough. I heard it's with. a bit of a nostalgia fest. Oh, mate, it's so nostalgia. It's a nostalgia fest. It felt like a new hope. Am I going to be allowed to speak any Carry point? on. I'm just going to let you know this now. Like, It's now what? Oh, it, it's on now. All I was doing was just trying to have my voice and opinion. I think you guys should just have a fight and see who wins. He could tape up with his C-3PO. And yeah, then tape your balls up and then knock him out, Joe. R2! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oh, R2. Oh, you're R2! <laughs> <laughs> No, he's Kylo Ren. I'm obviously Han Solo. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so clear. But no, no sorry, um, carry on. Let, let, let no, 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 no. I, I do feel it's very... Like, I understand. I respect what you've said so far. And I agree with it to a large extent. But... Shut the fuck up. They have... It's gone very similar. Like, you're watching it front and you're like... Tick off. You know how you said, like, how... It, it, I agree I've literally seen that someone before. Yeah. Is that? It's like, tick off a Me robot with a message. Tick off. An old mysterious man that they're tracking down. I won't say anymore. Yeah, and I, I'd literally seen the others hours beforehand. You never seen them before? No, as in I'd rewatched them hours beforehand. You know, I, I remember. I still remember for my birthday getting those original three on video and being really excited about them and watching them. <laughs> but the um, and yeah, the this one is kind of very similar to A New Hope, um, but. I think in a good way. I think they, they kept it simpler. I think the problem with the prequels is that George Lucas tried to make it kind of like way too political and tried to make tried to have too much stuff going. Like the first one where they're like they're like, Oh yeah, the Republic's trying to impose too many taxes on us. 
Like that's they're trying to do they're trying to do too much. Well, so they brought it back to base and been like Star Wars is supposed to be fun. It's about this, and I think they, it is funny, and I think it is about a kind of basic um, contest between you know, good and evil. Yeah, the light and the dark side, etc. Which is binary, but that's what Star Wars is about, really. And I think they have enough of like good characters who you can engage with, they're compelling, and you're willing to follow their storyline. I don't and know. they're original. And enough, like, I think, you know, a few quite quite good one-liners. And yeah, they trot out the old cast, but that was inevitable. It's Disney. They're a money-making machine. But for what it could be, I think it's like almost a redemption for the prequels. And you I think, think as much as he... As much as a redemption. Not even just like, it could hold its own, but it actually redeems three other terrible movies. I don't think the fil- films are that bad. The first three were that okay. bad. Okay, so terrible. I'm not, yeah. not saying it redeems it, but it's like this is this is the see, this is the other Star Wars films we deserved. And you know, George Lucas, I feel like that feels like I don't know, a bad mouth because I've got a bit of a problem the with what thing. you're saying here. Because I think, as somebody who like watched the early ones as a you know a small child, yeah, and then watched the prequels as I was getting a little bit older, I think that the prequels just kind of seemed a bit. I think they got a lot of stick because they weren't as good. But then what was actually good about the original ones? Was it just that we were all like 12 and watched? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those ones where you look back at it and you think, well, was it actually any good in the first place? You've obviously just watched the the original films. Um, But I watched them again a year or so ago. And I thought, well, you know, I don't know if there's really that, like, they're not that great. In terms of like movies now, you know, if you think about like the greatest mm. films, I'd agree made, that I, I, they're I'd nowhere s- near. I'd say they were like the original blockbuster, though. They but like that's it. Up. They are. So I, I'm expecting from the new one. Like I haven't seen it. Yet, I'm expecting um, that same attitude of like, let's make a blockbuster, as, is a blockbuster, which is the Star Wars, the Indiana Jones, the George Lucas thing, yeah. but in the era of Jurassic World. Yeah, is what I'm expecting. I'd agree. No, I think and God is the Galaxy and shit like that. I think it's. I'd agree. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, yeah, it's, know, it's George mate, Lucas, but in a, a thing where it's akin to those kind of films. Yeah, and mate, it's the way they've done it. It's literally like so it, it appeals to everyone. You could go with your little kids. You go with everyone, and it's just it is a modern blockbuster made in the. It's just a blockbuster made with that storyline. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I think personally, I prefer the Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World, um, and I like. I think you know you talk about modern blockbusters, not people. Going about how much they don't like modern blockbusters. Yeah, you know, if, if you wheels out of season, exactly. Even though it's out of season, that's why they can be continually below par because we, we, we don't feed the monster more. Yeah. Exactly, reduce expectations. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was trying too much in terms of it wasn't trying to spoon feed, spoon feed information. You know, it gave this kind of overview like this is kind of the situation that's going on. What I was going to say about George Lucas is that. You know, the what most people don't know about the original trilogy is that he wrote and directed the first one, but both Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were both directed else. by other people and written by other people, and it's like story by George mm. Lucas. Because at the end of the day, he's a good producer, but his writing is a little hammy, and he doesn't really know how to handle actors properly. And I think that maybe was at the heart of the issues of the prequels. Mm-hmm. And he got kind of wrapped up in it too much as in his own mythology. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't want to bad mouth. Well, he's escaped away from that again now because somebody else is doing yeah. it. Yeah, and he'll just be remembered as this like, godfather of the thing. Yeah, yeah. and J.J. Abrams is like a really, really accomplished, solid. really good 
Um, and he knows how to handle these big things. He did Star Trek as well, yeah. the, the recent reboots. And that's why I was going to... there's going to be another Star Trek. Yeah, it looks shy. Well, yeah, you say that, but then apparently um, it's not the trailer is no real reflection on the film itself. Mm. Which is a good thing, because so it could be a Batman surprise. Batman a Superman uh, trailer, and it basically just ruined it for me. And that's, <laughs> but that's what I appreciate about, about this, though, because this, like... They hid it, didn't they? They hid it, and in a world where, like, trailers give away everything, everything they yeah. kept this really secret, and I appreciate that. They're going to do it. They're doing think, as yeah. much as they possibly can to keep it secret. Good job. Yeah. So, out of ten, briefly... Seven. Seven? Yeah, seven or eight. Seven or eight. And, yeah. then, and hopes for the next one? You think it's going to be I good? I think the next one's going to be much better. Yeah. The next yeah. one's going to be banging. Like, it's set up it's in a way be that like they crescendo in the same way that yeah. the other ones were, where like the last one's probably... Yeah. Yes. It's oh, the, I, no, I think the I middle think one. I think Empire Strikes Back is the best one. Yeah. 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 It's, so this one is... Because they've, they've given enough context so we can work with it. Yeah. And now it's like, from what they're saying, it's going to like... It will be good. The next one's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And only a year to wait. No, longer for that because they're <laughs> banging out another one, a side story. Oh, which is it's Disney. One. They're gonna wheeling them out. Yeah. Hands. Okay. Well, here we go with Avengers Part Two. Oh, um, fuck Avengers. <laughs> fuck Marvel, man. Age You're disgraces. And who yeah. are owned by Marvel? Disney. Disney. I love you, Mickey Mouse. Though. Yeah, and oh. now have managed to like get into Lego, which I'm a bit upset about. Apparently, Disney and Lego are now bum buddies, but well, the other, I watched the same. That's, that's obviously no. Uh, that's no offence to it. Corporate giants. Yeah. Right, show us a song. What we got? Why not? We're going to wind it down a little bit now. Getting close to the end, uh, we've got um, a song uh, from the man from Uncle, uh, which some of you may um, have watched, and Joe's brother actually features in. Yeah, uh, human yeah. guy Richie had Jason. gay sex. Which is that's cool. exactly what happened. It went to Guy Richie's tent, and uh, they don't call him. Gay guy for nothing. Yeah, so. he blew um, him like a trombone. Well, they literally don't call him that. <laughs> yeah, for free or for cash. Um, so this is compared to what by Roberta Flack. Listening to Sure Ditch Radio. SureDitchRadio.co.uk. Backwards. 
a real uh, tearjerker tearjerker slowing the pace somewhat appropriately for the end of the show yeah um, so Joe Stevens time <laughs> yeah Joe's mellow mellow Joe yeah <laughs> we have to give him a stick occasionally it's because uh, his hair's yellow um, thank you for just clarifying that yeah explaining the shit joke well that's all from us today. Um, I've enjoyed today. Yeah, it's been a really good one this uh, fortnight, I think. Um, and obviously, make sure to catch up with us um, on the internet. We are on Facebook, are on Twitter, are on YouTube. Um, you can catch the whole show uh, on Mixcloud. And obviously, listen again uh, next week. Oh, no, no. The week, week after. after. Week after. Week after next. But post New Year's. Post will be in 2016. Year. Can we'll I just wish can... everyone a happy Christmas? Yeah, you can catch the condensed version on a podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously, big thanks to uh, all those at Shoreditch Radio and to... Uh, to Delroy. To Delroy, our producer, who um, is actually out of the room um, at the moment, but also appropriately is going to be leaving us um, yeah. to go and further his radio career in uh, St. Lucia, Miami. So um, good luck to him. Good luck, and oh. thank you for giving us our chance and for, for that as well, James. Yeah, it's all right. He fired. It's good to play. Kirk Cobain, um, you could call him. <laughs> so uh, last one now, uh, Money Is Not Our God. By Killing Joke. Enjoy. Bye. Happy Christmas. Money Is Not Our God. Chalice, chalice, chill on to chill on. We don't give a damn because they dance a go round. Chalice to chalice, 
chill on to chill on. Do not give a damn because they dance up here around.